Welcome. You are about to hear an inspirational message by David Entry. May your faith increase and your heart be stirred towards God as you listen to this life-transforming message. Press subscribe so you're the first to know when the messages are released. Blessed are your ears for the things they hear. <sighs> so he says that which which in ages past was not made known to the sons of men as it has, as it has now been revealed. I like that word so much. By the Holy Spirit to, to his holy apostles. Wow. Holy. That's why something should be mentioned amongst us. We are holy people. Look at someone and tell the person, brother or sister. If he says sister, say sister. Say brother. brother. I am a holy person. Because we are holy, that's why some things should not be mentioned amongst us. That's why some things shouldn't be happy amongst us. Because we are a holy team. Hallelujah. If the world wants to know how church looks like, they should come to us. So, verse 7. Of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. To me, who am less than the least of the saints, this grace is given that I should preach the uh, preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see the fellowship, the administration, the dispensation of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages had been hid in God, who created all things. So is is my Paul is saying that my assignment is to make all men. The all men there is people who look for Christ. All who are looking for Christ. Um, there's no discrimination as long as you are looking for. He said, I should make people know the mystery or the fellowship of the mystery. The way things are dispensed. Now, in Let's go to, before we come to Colossians, let's go to Romans chapter 16, verse 25 and 26. Romans 16, 25, 26. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation. Did you see that mysteries are revealed? He's going to establish you according to the revelation of the mystery kept, kept secret since the world began. Now it's being revealed to you and through that God is going to establish you. Are you getting it? According to the revelation of the mystery that has been kept hidden. Hidden. You know where it's been hidden? In God. We saw it. It's been hidden in God from the beginning. This, so people never knew about this revelation we are talking about. When, if Elijah should come as like uh, welcome to the future. He comes here, he sees the things we are talking about. He'll be very confused. Yeah. <laughs> it will agree with his spirit, but his mind can't get it. Wow. We are church. We are God's people. And you see, God is, is inside us. We are redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And we are God's special people. Male, female, young, old, uh, Black, white. Oh, oh, oh. 
And he will be saying, sorry, he'll be saying, ah, what is this? This is amazing. And the angels are saying, we love this. They were just watching this and it's too nice. It's too, this is too nice. This is too nice. So it's as, this is God's plan from beginning. And he, he hid it in himself until the appointed time. Look at verse 26. But now made manifest and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations according to the commandments of the everlasting God for the obedience of faith. So this whole mystery that has been hidden is now made manifest for the obedience of faith. So what I'm teaching you is to help you to even walk more in obedience so long as your faith is concerned. Because you are not blind. The veil is taken off. So your, your faith life, your spiritual work is better. You are more obedient to God than before the camp. Hallelujah. Amen. Colossians chapter 1, 25, 26. Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship. You see that word? You know that word? What's that, what does that mean? Yeah, it's the same as dispensation. It's the same as the fellowship. It's the student administration. That same word. It's stewardship. Not to give up. So when you see, you know, cabin crew, air stewards. Their food is not for them. No. no. It, their, jo their job is to dispense. They come to you. Uh, would you want to have tea or coffee or what drink? Or when a uh, peanuts, yeah. And when you are sometimes when you are on the train, depending on which train, come virgin, they come and serve you some, you know. Or on the plane usually, they will, they will come. Sometimes they are carrying a trolley. They ask you, water or juice, apple juice, or uh, ice. Uh, yeah, ice, lime, so juice. It's not for her. It's not for her. She's not doing you any favor. It's, she's just a dispenser. She's a steward. It's not for her. It's a steward. So it's been given to her. Take it and distribute it to the people on the plane. Go and give it to the BA customers. They are on the flight. Distribute to them. The pastor's job is also come and dispense the grace, Christ into you. It's not his. It was given to me for you. I'm a steward. So he said the stewardship I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you. Just give it to me for you. You want to be a pastor? It's not so you can look very important. No, it's just a steward to fulfill the work of God, the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. The mystery which has been hidden from all men. So this thing that we are dispensing is mystery that has been hidden from hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed. Are you noticing this reveal, reveal? You can't talk about mystery without talking about revelation. The only way, the only way to know about mystery is through revelation. And it was revealed at a certain time. Another word for the reveal is manifest. Like we read in Romans chapter 16 has been manifested. So here it has been revealed to the saints. Not to everybody. To 
Who are the saints? Those in the redeemed community. The holy people. The holy people. Saint. Sanctified. Saint. What makes you a saint? When you are sanctified, you become a saint. A saint is someone who has been sanctified, not a dead monk. First Corinthians chapter one, verse verse one and two. Verse two. To the church of God, which is according. Sorry. <laughs> to the church of God, which is according to those who are sanctified in Christ. Can you see it? Oh, so saints are not dead people. No. <laughs> so everybody is saint if you are born again. So those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus called to be saints. Called to be saints, sanctified and called. So it makes sense when he says that some things, some things should not be named amongst us. Why? Because we are saints. Saints. What is the? I want to show you something. Okay, Holy. Everybody say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. So the name Holy Spirit is made up of two words, Holy and Spirit. How do you say Spirit in French? How do you say Holy in French? So Holy Spirit is what. So, saint means a holy person. Son. So, French, instead of, they don't say holy, they say son, which is the same word, saint. Son. Son, spirit. Yeah, Portuguese Espirit Spirit de Santos. So Holy Spirit in Portuguese Spirit de Santos. Santos Saint. Saint is just holy. Holy. So when they say you are a saint, that means you're a holy person. And you remember we read it has now been revealed to the holy apostles. Hebrews chapter three, verse one. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Therefore, what? So, holy brethren. Do you know what brethren mean, brothers and sisters? So, we are all holy. If you are in Christ, what makes you holy? You are in Christ. You have been sanctified in Christ. You have been made a saint, sanctified, sanctified. We are sanctifying you. Making you a saint. To be sanctified means to be sanctified. Saint. Saint. Or sanctilized. We are sanctifying you. Sanctilizing you. So sanctified. So anyone who is a saint is a holy person. And holy people, something should not be heard about them. Some, some things should not be said they were fighting. They, they were they are logger. They are, uh, the, the two of them were caught somewhere having sex. No. 
You can't live here, go back to your boyfriend. You cannot live here and go back to your girlfriend. Because you, you, did, you didn't know you are a saint. Now, the veil has been removed. So, tell your, your crime partners, sin partners, tell them, now I'm saint. I am holy and I can't do some things. I can't watch some things. I can't kiss like that anymore. It, I'm too sanctified for that kind of behavior. I can't gossip anymore like that. Because I'm sanctified. I am a saint. I am a saint. Please carry yourself like a saint. Tell someone I am a saint and I'm holy. And I'm holy. Tell another person, watch me. I'm a saint and I'm holy. So I do what I do only what saints do. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you getting it? Future is glorious because of the Christ in you. Amen. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Bible talks about how um, creation shall be delivered into the glory of glorious liberties of the sons of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 21. Into the glorious liberties of the sons of God. The sons of God have already got some glory. And glorious liberty. But because creation itself will, will also be delivered from bondage of corruption into the glorious liberties of the children of God. So one day, all creation and all this global climate change, all that kind of nonsense, everything. One day, things... It will be the, the nature will be also be delivered into the glorious liberties we have already. So when you are a child of God, we are already in glory. Remember from glory to glory? Yeah. And your glory, Christ in you, the hope of glory, it manifests only based on how when the veil is taken and you begin to see Christ. And then the more you are seeing Christ, the more you are, you are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Shall glory to glory. Glory to glory. So he says, verse 27, he says that this, the mystery to, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery amongst the Gentiles, which is Christ. So what is the, the, the riches of the glory of this mystery? What is it? It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. You must, one of the biggest blessings ever in life, and that's actually the greatest blessing, is Christ in you. Anything God can do for you will stem from there. All the greatness in your life is already inside you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is in you. I quoted these scriptures on the first day. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Let's just do that reading quickly. Examine yourself 
as to whether you are in the faith. Touch yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Christ is in Oh, wow, that Jesus Christ is in you. Please, when they ask you, where is Jesus? Tell them, he's happy. Why is Jesus? Wow. Romans chapter 8, verse 10. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is alive because of right. So Christ is actually, so if Christ is in you, listen, Christ, how is it that you are so, you so much struggling with lust? Your body is alive too much to sin. The way you are so alive to sin, maybe Christ is not you. Christ in you. And that's the hope of glory. All the wonderful things God can ever do in your life. All the glorious things God can use you for. All the anointing, everything, everything you can ever be is all packaged inside Christ in you. And that's where the mystery is. And the more you look at Christ, the more he begins to unfold. I'm going to show you something in a minute. John chapter 15, verse 4 and 5. Abide in me and I in you. Wow. As the branch cannot bear fruits of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. But he said, abide in me and I in you. Abide in me and I in you. Abide in me and I in you. I thought it should have just been abide in me. But he also desires to be in you because Christ in you is the hope of glory. Verse 5. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He who abides in me and I. You should have said he who abides in me. That should have been enough. But God's great mystery, great agenda, the mystery of his will is to that Christ is in you. Why? Look at this. When he says that, no, no, no. Uh, first four, it's easier. First four. <laughs> Abide in me and I in you. Doesn't it sound like oneness? The two shall become one. Because you can't tell who is in who. You really are in Christ, but he really is in you. The two have become one. John chapter 17, verse 23. I, oh, look at Jesus talking. Let's all read it together. Let's go. He said, I am in them, and you are me. You, God the Father, you are in me. But me, I am inside them, and you are inside me. So that means that we are all inside them. The mystery of Christ is Christ in the church, Christ in you. Verse 20, 26. Let's go. So 
So that the love which, with which you love me may be in them and I in them. It's not just the love that must be in them. I also want to be in them. Me, I'll always be in them. So this Christianity is about Christ in you. And it's in you and it's spreading inside you. It's spreading. It's spreading from your spirit into your soul and uh, to spread from your soul into your body. Christ is in you and it's spreading. It's spreading. It's spreading. It's spreading. The way sometimes doctors can tell some people that you have cancer and the cancer is spreading. Spreading from the lung to the liver. In the same way, God forbid, you is not sickness that is spreading in you. It's Christ that is spreading in you. Christ is spreading in you. Christ is spreading in you. Christ is in me and he is spreading. How are you? Christ is in me and he is spreading. How are you? How are you? Shout hallelujah. Ah, it looks like something is spreading in you. What is it? How are you? It looks like there's something in you. What is it? It's spreading. It's spreading. It's spreading inside. It's spreading inside me. Christ is in me and it's spreading. Please sit down. Okay. Let me add two more scriptures. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. As for this scripture, everybody must know it. Let's go. Excuse me, not me who am living, but who? Christ is. Christ is living in me. He's not just spreading. He's living in me. He lives in me. Think about it. The reason why some people are dying is because some sickness is living in them. Excuse me, how are you? Christ is in me. He lives in me and is spreading. Christ is in me. He lives in me and is spreading. How are you? How are you? Shout hallelujah. The big one is coming. Are you ready for this? And that is the main last scripture for this journey of Christ in me. The mystery. The mystery of God. The mystery of Christ. Which is Christ is in me. Great is the mystery of godliness. In the book of Galatians, chapter 1, verse 16. <coughs> Let's start from verse 15. But when he pleased the Lord, who separated me from my mother's womb, and called me through his grace, why?
Why did he separate me from my mother's womb and call me by his grace? Verse 15. So it pleased God. Okay. Now, this, this is how you should, sometimes you study your Bible. This is pure grammar. So, this is what it means. Sometimes when you are reading something and you, this is a statement, but when it pleased God, when you see comma, it's called a par parenthetical statement. Oh, you should know this. Don't you know parenthesis? Don't you parenthesis? So you can, in, in actual English grammar, you can remove this comma and put bracket. So you can, and you see that's the end of the bracket. So you can remove this comma, put brackets here. And then where the brackets is, read this statement and continue at the end of the bracket. Does that make sense? So what is the purpose of this parenthetical statement? This is just throwing a bit more light on God. So when it pleased God, which God? The one who separated me from my mother's womb. That's why when people kill babies in their womb, it's not good. In my mother's womb, he he's distinguished me from my womb. And then when it's time for me to be born, he made sure I was born. Separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace. So he's talking about what God did for me. Listen to this. God has done something for you. But one of the things I need you to take from here is God never does anything for the sake of doing it. He's delivering you for what? He separated you from your mother's womb and from your mother's womb and called you by his grace. For what? He's done something, but he has an agenda. So watch this. This is you can read it like this. God. He thought about me, he planned about me, he planned for me, and separated me from my mother's womb and brought me out. And then after that, he called me through his grace. When he called me through his grace, he said, Now I've got you. I'm happy. So after he called you, it pleased him. The next verse to reveal his son in you. I know some of you are struggling to get it. Let's go back. God, one day, God separated me from my mother's womb and he called me through his grace because he has an agenda. And when he called me through his grace, his agenda is that he wanted to reveal Christ in me. Okay, so now, when the time came and it pleased God to start revealing Christ in me, I get in it. Yes. Are you sure you are getting it? Yes. it? It is for a certain time. He was waiting for a certain time. So it's like somebody paid your fees because um, Bank of England wants to raise some top professionals who are very good with um, finance issues. So they came to your college and recruited about five students to Harvard to the top and they gave them 10 years of training to be top finance 
offices. And then they brought you back. Now you have come back, but they haven't created a role for you yet. So they brought you back. And now, when the time came for the government to start that economic program worldwide, they have already been preparing for 10 years. And they have sent you to Harvard, prepared you. So now when it was time for them to start this Brexit program, they were happy to say, we already got somebody, somebody really prepared already for this. So when it is time to start the Brexit financial program, they just called you, come. But they are happy that, listen, we are already prepared. It's pleased them. So it pleased God. He has already done all this before. So when it pleased God, the next verse, to reveal his son in me. Why is he revealing in me? That I might preach him amongst the Gentiles. So he re- why did he reveal his son in me? What now the role, the responsibility is mine. So your job is that me immediately I will not confer with flesh and blood. You get it, you get it. So he he God's plan is that one day, one day I am going to get I'm preparing somebody and I'm going to make this person preach verse 16. That somebody preach him, preach Jesus amongst the Gentiles. But that person, I'm going to make him preach among the Gentiles. There's a process I have to do. The first process is to separate that person from their mother's womb. And then after they have been born, they live a while, I will call them by my grace. And then when I call them by my grace, and they are ready now, I will reveal Christ in them. Once I reveal Christ in them, they are in the position to preach Christ to the, watch this, to the Gentiles. But some of us, if you don't take care, Christ can be revealed in you and yet you will confer with flesh and blood. What does it mean to confer with flesh and blood? I did not confer. Otherwise, I'm not doing things. When you are conferring flesh and blood, you are doing things the way you normally would do. Everybody will normally do it because then you block the program of God over your life. So Paul said, when it pleased God to reveal Christ in me, to, so I will preach him among the Gentiles, I did not confer flesh and blood. Because God has done so much, this is not a time for me to be normal. After this camp, you can't confer with flesh and blood. You can't confer with flesh and blood. You can't go back the same. You can't go back the same. You know, I've not actually, the main point here, I've not brought it, I've not showed you yet. Yeah, the, big, the biggest point here, I'm telling, when I saw it, I was so blessed. And I'm coming to it. So, you actually cannot preach him if he has not been revealed in you. Christ in me. Can you see it here? Christ in me. Christ in me. How are you? How are you? How are you? Christ is in me. He lives in me and is spreading. 
He will re- Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? This is a very strong one. When it pleased God, you remember parenthetical statement? Verse 15. So, but when it pleased God, then to reveal Christ, you see what I mean? To reveal his son in me. So that we can leave all the who separated me from my mother's womb. That's what God did in preparing me to reveal. So after you are separated from your mother's womb, he will call you by through his through his grace. Everything he can invite you is by his grace. It's not by your merit. So if you can cut by when he pleased God and then start from the 16, when he pleased God to reveal Christ in me. And when it pleased God to reveal Christ in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles. Why did he reveal Christ in me? That I might preach him among the Gentiles. Why did he reveal Christ? When it pleased God to do that, I said, oh, why is it that when it pleased God to reveal Christ in you, you don't want to go? It just please God. God is happy that, okay, you are the one I want to use for this. But I can't, watch this, I can't use you without revealing Christ in you. So then if he reveals Christ in you, there's an agenda that you might preach him among the Gentiles. He said, when it pleased God to reveal Christ in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I confess not to flesh and blood. I confess not to flesh and blood. Um, can you let's read from New Living Translation the verse 15 and 16? Let's go. But even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace, then it would please him to reveal his son to me, so that I would proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. When this happened, I had no problem. I'm not waiting for anyone to tell me their opinion. I'm not going to confirm flesh and blood. I'm not waiting for people to confirm that it's okay. It's okay to do God's work. No, no, no. I'm not waiting. Because I know already. Hallelujah. Message. Let's go. Some of us, everything you want to do for God, you want some people to encourage you. You are waiting for encouragement. You are waiting for... But you know what God is telling you to do. Why do we have to encourage you? When we close, don't come and ask, Pastor, there's this guy in my life. I'm not sure if I should break. I won't encourage you. My friend, you know what to do. You've had enough to do the right thing. You've had enough to do the right thing. You've had enough to do the right thing. Now let's go back to the real deal there. 
is a big meat coming. And then we'll take. You remember I told you I'll end on this text. Some of you didn't remember. Back to King James. But when he pleased God, 16. Okay, the one you type. But when he pleased God to reveal. <laughs> Say Christ in me. To do what? To, to do what? Reveal what? Are you ready for this? To reveal. Remember I told you a lot about revelation. I quoted a few scriptures. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 3. Galatians chapter 2 verse 2. Revelation chapter 1 verse 1. And then, uh, yeah, and 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1. I quoted a few scriptures about revelations. Matthew chapter um, 16 verse 17. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. So it's about revelation. God, uh, Galatians chapter 1 verse 12. Which, when he says that um, for man, it was not revealed to me by man. Okay. Uh, I neither received it from man. Or, or was I taught it, but it came to me through revelation. So revelation. So when you go to the verse 16, it said, when it pleased God to reveal, please go to verse 16, to reveal his son in me. Say, reveal the son in me. Are you ready for this? True revelation is not from outside. The revelation, God's plan, is to reveal the Son in you, not outside of you. It's not like when we say that you turn to Christ and the veil is taken off. It's not Christ standing out. The Christ is in you. You turn to him in you. And you begin, because he is revealed in you, not outside of you. The revelation God is trying to give you about Christ, the revelation is going to come from inside. 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 He reveals Christ in you. You are getting to know more and more and more. Inside you, it's not from outside. It's in you. The revelation is it's in you. It only happen like that. No one can take it from you. It is deep. God reveals in you. And you see, so it's not an outward revelation with your mind, but an internal knowing. It's just so deep inside you. So the pastor is preaching, suddenly you begin to see something is flooding from your inside. It's coming out. You are getting to know something on your inside. It's, this, it's deep inside you. Christ is never revealed from outside. He's revealed from inside. Because the Christ in you when he's revealing himself to you, why is he going to go stand outside and reveal to you? Why is it that you are with your brother in the house and you have to go and use the phone call, phone booth to call him? You are both of you are in the house. You don't have to go outside the house before you can talk to them. So the true revelation of Christ that will change you 
is always revealed inside you. Christ is revealed in you. So it's not so much about people are seeing Christ in you as it is you yourself beginning to see Christ in you. Not just based on actions and activities, but based of in, in, on inside. It's a revelation. You turn to Christ and the veil is removed. The veil is removed. You look at Christ inside you. You begin to dig deep into you. You begin to tend to Christ inside you. Christ is revealed from inside. Because where is Christ? He's inside you. And he's revealed from inside you. And when it's revealed from inside you, no one can convince you otherwise. Because this is so deep from inside. Then you can preach him amongst the Gentiles. Christ be revealed in me. That I'll get to know you more, oh Lord. That I'll know you more. I'll see you more inside me. Oh Lord, reveal Christ inside me. So you are not looking for outside. Where is he? Where is he? No, it's nowhere. He's inside you. Look inside. Look inside. Look inside. God will reveal Christ to you inside you. That's why how you carry your life and what you allow to be coming in matters because the revelation, some things can come inside and choke the revelation of Christ inside you. So sometimes you need to declutter your environment, your mind. Too many, you are listening to too many things, watching too many things, hanging around too many different types of people and, and activities. So there's so much, yeah, it's, it's cluttered. Declutter your environment so that there's some clarity so you can, the Christ inside you can be revealed more to you. Hallelujah. Revelation. The mystery of Christ in you. The revelation is Christ is revealed in you. And you begin to understand the mystery is by revelation. It's not by information. Wow. Hallelujah. Your mind is saturated, but your spirit is fine. Your spirit is fine, I tell you. Your spirit is fine. It's just your mind that is saturated. God, this thing is so strong. It's so strong. Some of you, it's going to be like sedation. <laughs> it's too strong for your system. But the truth is, it pleased God to reveal Christ in you. Who does the revelation? God. Where does he do it? Inside you. God, if Christ is revealed in you, then you are supposed to be preaching him. And if you are going to be a preacher of Christ, there are things that you need to know to help you to excel. Amen. Excuse me, how are you? How are you? Somebody shout hallelujah. God bless you for listening to this message. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Twitter, 
Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and visit www.caris.org for videos and upcoming events. Remember, be a doer of the word and not just a hearer.